Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I have been able to get my transformation correctly, so now I am here for all of you. Today, we're going to talk about three things that I think uh, should be noteworthy. First of all, just because it's relevant and I want to talk about it, we're going to talk about the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis' uh, culture war on Disney, as well as Bud Light, as if nobody has talked enough about Bud Light. Anyway, that's what I got for you today. Anyway, let's start the show. Okay, so first off, let's start with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So, this is out of Variety. It says, Box Office, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Rockets to 48 million opening day. Uh, to be fair, I am one of those people I did watch it last night. Um, and honestly, I'm going to say, as far as uh, the dribble that Marvel's been putting out lately, this is probably one of the better shows that they, or better movies that they have put out, including their shows. I mean, honestly, a lot of their stuff is absolute garbage. So it says here, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 formally kicked off the summer blockbuster season Friday, while Disney's domestic numbers have yet to come in. Analysis indicate the film drew about $48 million on its opening day, a figure that includes uh, $17.5 million in Thursday previews. Okay, so, I mean, to be fair, that's not a... Comparatively to where Marvel usually sits, this is not a very good thing, and I actually thought the movie was going to be pretty terrible when I uh, first started reading about it, because I guess the they were are anticipating that the box office is not going to be as good as they uh, thought it would be so you know there's that um and but i since they assumed that the box office wasn't going to be as great i just assumed that indicated that this was going to be a bad movie it's not bad and i'm just going to say if, like if you were a fan of all these marvel movies and you liked um you know all the other uh guardians movies this is a good closure to it this is the final guardians movie and this is not a surprise I guess it was uh, Zoe Saldana and, um, oh, what's his name, Drax, um, Dave Batista. I guess they wanted to be done, and when you look at the character arc, at least, that uh, Drax has, having him in another movie would kind of destroy that. As far as Gamora, I mean, she died in, um, in, in, or Infinity War, so... The fact that you bring it back is fine. Uh, the other thing I was going to say as far as like the n negatives about it is everybody loves the soundtrack from the Guardians Volume 1 and Volume 2. And th it was pretty good. I mean, you know, like they were all songs everybody knows. And in this one, again, it's songs that everybody knows. But I don't think it fits as well as it did uh, the other two movies. And part of that is I think they went outside the decade, you know, and they started doing more 90s, early 2000s music, and I don't hate any of the songs that they uh, put up, but it didn't seem like... It just didn't hit as well. So, let's see. Volume 3 is on track to land within its expectations heading into the weekend, which had pegged the Disney release to take root within, with $110 million to $120 million debut, debut through Sunday. That would be enough to notch the second highest opening of the year behind only 146 million that 
the Super Mario Brothers that the Super Mario Brothers movie coined over a three-day frame. However, it's still roughly a quarter down from the 146.5 million debut earned by Guardians Volume 2 back in 2017. And this is, um, you know, so when I first heard about the box office and when I watched the movie, um, I came to the conclusion, if they are correct about the box office, it's because I think people are tired of superhero movies at this time because we have an oversaturation of superhero content out there. You have, of course, the Marvel movies, which, after Endgame, seems to have ramped up the amount of Marvel content out there, because, you know, that's one thing Disney likes to do is beat a dead horse. Uh, so you got that, and on top of, uh, let's see, DC trying to do their thing and failing, you have all these superhero shows. They have, uh, of course, the boys that everybody enjoys, all the, of course, Marvel TV shows. Um... What else was there? There was um, Invincible, that animated show that apparently everybody really likes. Um, and there was another one that they had on Netflix. I just can't remember the title of it, but it's not like it was amazing, but it was about superheroes and stuff. But yeah, it's there's a oversaturation of this right now, and I think that's really what the biggest problem with all these Marvel, all these movies right now. I think basically we're about to have another shift. I mean, I remember, you know, in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, it was all disaster movies. That's all that was being played. So, yeah, I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's kind of where we are at this point. This isn't a bad movie. It's If you need closure with these characters, this is a good movie to close out on. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Speaking of Disney, Ron DeSantis. So this is out of Newsweek. Ron DeSantis' culture war is turning off Republicans. Now, this comes from, um, it seemed like overnight, all at once, all these Trump-supporting accounts suddenly tried to back off the culture war and just said, hey, you know, we need to focus on more things like the economy and things like that. And um, I'm trying to think of who, um, you know, we don't need to see this live coverage here. <laughs> we don't need, so here's the thing, if we ignore the culture and we just focus on the economy, yeah, that's great, we can get the economy right, but if we have a culture of idiots out there who just won't, um, that doesn't want to work, let, let's say, for example, then, you know, what's the point of have riding the ship if the crew doesn't want to work on the ship to keep it where it's at? See, that's kind of the big problem with this. That's why it's like, the cult, like, um, I think it was Andrew Breitbart who said that politics are downstream from culture. So you take away culture, what are you left with? I mean, that's the question you got to look at. So here we are. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ongoing feud with Disney and his battle against woke is putting him at risk of alienating the GOP at a time when he needs to garner as much support as possible. A former establishment Republican figures or a number of establishment Republican figures, you see, that's the problem right there, condemned DeSantis, who is widely expected to confirm he is running for president in the uh, coming weeks, for targeting Disney after the company objected to its so-called don't-say-gay bill, a move which appears to have backfired on the governor. So, I don't know why people think that this is... Okay, so, what I've been hearing is the most is um the left is going a little insane over all this 
um, to, to begin with. Because, like, we're touching the, or we're messing with our sacred cow, which is Disney. And l listen, I'm not going to sit here and, like, be all high and mighty about all this and be like, yeah, if you watch Disney, you're, you're POS or whatever. I'm not going to pretend like this is some grand thing or anything like that. Because here's the thing. Disney has a lot of childhood, or all these, it has years of properties um, and IPs out there that many of us, including my parents, grew up uh, with. You know, so, I mean, I, I get it. I get holding on to it and wanting to still watch all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I get it. But to sit here and pretend like they're a great company because they're going after DeSantis, because the left hates any anybody that has an R by their name, so they have to hate DeSantis. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend DeSantis is a great governor. I mean, honestly, he's just doing what he should be doing. Now, I would suggest, if you really want to get more into what this whole thing is about, I would check out a channel, Clownfish TV, and they they were two uh the two of them were former um disney writers so they never worked for disney but they worked with disney you know touring the parks and things like that and, do, and you know basically writing reviews and things like that um that's that was my understanding of, of them i like i'm not 100 on the background but anyway they've been going in depth on this whole reed creek disaster going on basically florida gave uh walt disney the authority to run or uh, basically gave him his own city, which was supposed to be Epcot, and he never actually established a city because I think he died before the plans even got approved. So, the Walt Disney Company has been writing on all this the entire time and has done nothing, really, and they ha aren't actually doing what a city needs to do to survive. This is an agreement that should have been taken away years ago, and unfortunately, DeSantis made this a political move because, but I mean, to be fair, if you're going to sit here and mislead the public about a bill and then, uh, you know, like act like you're bigger than Florida and just say that you are Florida and you have a governor uh, and you're like, you know, like I don't care which side of the aisle you're on because I, I guarantee you, like if a Democratic uh, governor tried to take this away for political reasons the left would be quiet i'm not going to support disney in this because they didn't need all this they have unfair competition uh, but, uh they have unfair competition because they have things that their competition is not allowed to do they don't have to pay certain taxes they don't have to go through certain approvals they don't have to go through all these inspections things like that there's a whole list of things so when you have these establishment republicans saying Let's not uh, go after the culture war. It's like the culture is what is driving politics right now. When Trump ran the first time and when he won, it would have been asinine for the Democratic Party to be pushing this LGBTQ and trans uh, stuff as much as they are currently. It would have been asinine to do so. It would have been a losing battle and right now the culture shifted so they assume it's a winning battle which i don't think it is and you know as we'll discuss further we'll talk about that but you know it's all i mean that's something that we'll 
we'll have to see. But I don't think this is a winning battle. Or I think what DeSantis is doing by holding firm on this, I think he is. I think he's going to win. Or I think it, well, even if he doesn't win, I think it shows that we aren't going to put up with, um, uh, with this crap anymore. And I think that's the entire point of all this. He's not backing down, and I think that's a good thing at this point. Now, should he continue going back on the or push as hard as he is? I don't know. I'm not that much in the law. I don't know much about politics in in that regard. But as far as the culture is concerned, absolutely. I don't know if this is a winning battle. But I think for politics sake, I think it might be because we all like Trump because he was battling against the culture. And now the Trump camp is trying to say, let's not worry about the culture. Listen, that's what's important right now. And I think more and more people are starting to learn it or starting to wake up to that. Which is a great segue to Bud Light. Because that's, that's the other thing. And I think that's what people... Is what made people realize. This is bigger than we realize. You know, when they put Dylan Mulvaney on this can. You know, and all that. Now, uh, people are just... Uh, they're backing off from Bud Light. I mean, okay, so I'm going to sit here and say... I have no dog in this fight because I didn't drink Bud Light to begin with. I didn't like the taste, you know. So the marketing could have done, have has done, would have done nothing for me, you know. So it was just something I didn't drink to begin with. When I did drink light beer, I was more of a Coors Light fan. So, you know, take that as you will. But, you know, and, you know, you can call me a beer snob and some idiot or whatever, you know, because I like IPAs. And I'm not going to sit and rub it into your face saying that they're better. That's just what I like. I like a hoppy beer, okay? You know, we all have our preferences, and I'm not going to be all high mighty and pretend like I'm super great because I drink I drink IPAs. I drink microbrews because blah, blah, blah. No. That may have been the reason why I got into microbrews in, in the first place, because of this idea that this is actually good beer and you're supporting a local company. That might have been what got me into it, but that's not the reason why I say drinking that when I do drink beer. At any rate. So, GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light, its own major donor. And that's kind of the thing. Anheuser-Busch was, has been a major donor for the... Uh, uh, GOP, and I think this is a terrible move from the GOP to not criticize their donors. Listen, I understand when when you have a customer base, you know, you don't, it, it's bad business to, or even, uh, not a customer base, but even a sponsor, it's bad business to, to criticize your sponsor. The problem is, is the GOP should not act like it's a business. They're supposed to support their constituents. Bud Light is not their constituent. Their constituents is uh, are upset with Bud Light right now. So, and the reason is because of this whole situation of supporting everything that the GOP is supposed to be against right now. It, and it kind of it, that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me is like, why are they supporting like leftist uh, things while giving money to the GOP? Kind of makes you wonder what what Anheuser Busch has been doing this entire time. You know, like. Yeah, Mark Dice is always uh, out there talking about how even just years ago, Bud Light was uh, was doing commercials about gay marriage and stuff with Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen. I mean, the fact that you put the two of them here 
ads, they should have been uh, boycotted years ago. But anyway, this probably at this point is no longer a boycott, and this is just a, sending a message. This is a rebranding because they have put themselves in a position where they are no longer the American Beer Company. The National Republican uh, Congressional Committee quietly deleted a fundraising uh, page that took aim at one of its largest donors, the parent company of Bud Light and Heiser Bush. The NRCC's backpedaling follows conservative calls for a boycott of the beer uh, company. Oh, sorry. The NRCC's backpedaling follows conservative calls for a boycott of the beer company after it partnered with transgender TikTok personality Dylan Mulvaney. On Saturday morning, a, the powerful committee that uh, provides support to Republican congressional campaigns blasted out a tweet calling for supporters to donate to the NRCC and it and in exchange be given a custom drink koozie. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Dylan Mulvaney, we can all finally admit that Bud Light tastes like uh, water, <laughs> the NRCC said. In a since deleted tweet that the Daily Beast reviewed and can be seen below. With our new koozie, with our new koozie, you can make sure no one confuses Bud Light with real beer ever again. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's pretty good. I mean, that's just that's actually the reason why. I, I I don't know. I mean, even for light beer, I didn't think it was that great. But it's not like I would turn it down if somebody offered me a Bud Light. You know, like, even now, somebody offers me a Bud Light, I'll probably drink it, you know, because, like, I don't, I was never one to go out and buy the beer. So, I can't be part of this boycott, because you can't boycott something you've never purchased to begin with. So, with that, it's, um, yeah. I think that's pretty much all I really have on this one, because it's, like, you know, what what else do we got? You know, it's we're pretty much talking about Bud Light, which has destroyed itself. We have so much of these culture cultural issues going on right now, and it doesn't seem like anybody seems to. I mean, it seems like everybody's starting to care now, starting to wake up. It's something that I kind of noticed about ten to fifteen years ago, where things were going on. I just didn't know the extent of it, and you know, even back then, if you told me I was going to vote for a Republican for president i would have i would have called you crazy because the only time i ever voted was for De uh, democrat which was obama prior to trump and i didn't care about midterms i didn't care about anybody else who voted for obama and i think i probably voted down the ticket because that, that's generally what people do they just vote for the party let's be fair i mean it it's not that much different from our parliament parliamentary system that they have in england because most people just vote the party line anyway, and they're just going to vote for whoever they put up. I mean, you know, but sometimes a representative does suck, but, you know, I mean, again, there are independents out there. You know, if the Democratic Party ever starts putting up uh, candidates that I think are worth it, I might consider voting for them. But right now, they're voting, uh, they're putting up people that are anti-American at this point. You know, they are trying to change the country to where it no longer looks like the country that my parents grew up in. Because it's it's barely even looking like the country I grew up in at this point. Anyway, that's going to do it for me today. Um, if you have any headlines, feel free that or articles that you wish 
to cover, I will go ahead and do so. At any time, you can either contact me um, on the YouTube videos or on Rumble. I will be on Rumble. Um, you know, and on Spotify, I will have a feedback option as well. So feel free to do that. Uh, I will get an email set up at some point, I think. Uh, so that way, it'll be a little bit more easier to communicate. Anyway, y'all have a good one. And uh, yeah, we're all back. We're all in the kitchen. Thank you.